Just take a moment to admire the fact I just hit a fairway. There's, there's, there's only two things that can happen. You can hit a good shot or a bad shot, so why waste time doing it? And where I would go, I, wherever I set course records or whatever, I would be barefooted, drunk, playing golf, making every 20-footer I looked at. Right at it. Right at it! Oh! John He's done it again! This is the dumbest hole I've ever played in my life. Come on then, Shane. Knock it close. Shane Lowry is the Open champion. All right, so welcome back to the Fairway Finders. Welcome back to episode number four. Once again, joined by Donick and Steve. How are we, lads? Doing well, bro. Very good, Brew. Licking my wounds from a really tough Sunday on the PGA Tour for the Fairway Finders. Mm-hmm. But other than that, we're, uh, we're happy campers. That's it. That's it. Yeah. So just to just to recap last week. Um, so I, 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 like, yeah, we had Bubba Watson backed. Unfortunately, Bubba was doing the absolute biz until he hit the, what, the 15th <laughs> on the Sunday. And just one of the... It was a pretty bad collapse. Like it was, it wasn't Rory esque at a at a Augusta, but uh, it was fairly bad. Let's be honest. It was well. I mean, it was kind of worse because yeah, it was pretty bad, man. Rory's blow up all happened on like two holes, and then he sort of hobbled along. But Bubba got space jammed. Basically, he stepped on the thirteenth tee, and his swing just disappeared. And he hit these like healy, rotten, mishit fades. Everything went left. Yeah. Dunking it in water and oh yeah, on the on the fifteenth, the par four that you can reach. Yeah, that was the worst of a lot, wasn't it? Oh, he put it in the water with an iron. And so going into Sunday, we had Bubba backed. Um, it was a horse for a course. He'd won there three times, and he was I think he was joint leader with with Hickok, who who eventually made that endless playoff. And you're thinking, you know, thirty five to one, there's a very good chance that we're going to go four in a row here. And he didn't even get near a place. To Can I point- just just say, Donny, that you had Bubba backed. Me, me and Brew didn't fancy him. Didn't think he, we knew we knew the Sunday collapse was coming. So, <laughs> yeah. I mean, all right. So for sixty-seven holes, I was a genius. Yeah, uh, yeah. And then while that was happening, your boy rose from the dead. Rose like from few- fucking the depths. The depths like came from nowhere. And I, <laughs> I remember looking. I was like, oh, he's he's like fifteen, sixteenth, maybe. And next I looked and he was fourth. I was like, all right, fair, fair play. Yeah. So, I so saw Abraham was, answer. Yeah, he was five over on, on Thursday at once. Yeah. I was like, I was like, he's I gone. Like I, I didn't even keep 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 track of him. And then all of a sudden I see answer was on the leaderboard on Sunday. And I was like, wait, what? Like there's a very good meme on Twitter that, that sums up answer really well. So two pictures of SpongeBob. And the Thursday answer is this real scrawny, skinny SpongeBob. And then the Sunday answer is this buff, giant SpongeBob. I was like, yeah, that's a hundred percent, hundred percent how it is. So sort yourself out, answer. But close, <laughs> close. He was. I thought if he got in at minus twelve, he might have snuck into a playoff, but obviously it didn't happen. Yeah. Um. But we'll we'll take our place money. Still, yeah, we'll take the place like a hundred percent profit on the week, bro. That's gotta it. be delighted because even when he got in the clubhouse, it seemed like. At the time, there was a fair chance of him not placing because there was a lot of guys around 12 and 11 who kind of fell away down the back nine, which was, I mean, not the hardest course in the world. Like, I mean, 13 under par is kind of like that's the pretty average PGA Tour course. Like, it's got some teeth, but it's it's doable. Um, and a lot of guys just didn't take their chance. Um, but Harris English certainly did. Mm-hmm. Fair Eventually. 
Fair eventually enough. took his chance. I think you fell asleep for that playoff, Danny, did you? With I the, the time difference and all. I couldn't, yeah. So over in Ireland, it, it got to about like half 11 or so. Um, and I, I was up I was up to get a COVID test at like half eight on Monday morning. Um, I have to be up for half seven and go into town. So uh, Bubba just hits another just like non-golf shot in 16 and I couldn't do it to myself. So I closed the lid of the laptop and then woke up Monday morning hearing that there was a playoff that went on for about 18 hours. Yeah, it was it was it was the best worst playoff that I've ever seen. So it went uh, it was Kramer Hickok and it was Harris English and none of them could make a birdie in in the eight holes. It was absolutely outrageous. It, 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 in 17 and 18 just again. I know. Again. Th- that's the one thing that I couldn't understand is 15 is a signature hole. It's the the most kind of uh in terms of results the most varied during the tournament. There's eagles, there's birdies. Her as well. Like you can make yeah. a two seven it's prob- probably the best uh best power form arguably on tour uh, or one of the most exciting anyway down the stretch and yeah, for it to keep going through 17 and 18 re- repeating repeating the same same results power power and t- to be fair to hickok he made massive pots from i saw a stat it was like four to, to 12 feet of, of pots that he had to make in in the playoffs just to stay alive and and then got a bit unlucky to be fair there, there were a couple of pots that looked like they were tracking in two in particular that had to break towards the hole and didn't and then ultimately came short when um english birdied on the eighth playoff and won it but fair play to him it's a second win of the year as well which is is surprising for a guy like harris english i just wouldn't have thought he has it in him to be honest yeah totally and what's also surprising and scary is that is the guy even in the picture for a Ryder cup spot yet he might be now but he's not qualified. Like I would say definitely not in terms of the qualification, but for maybe yeah. a um maybe a wild pick or something. Yeah, I'd say he's definitely up there. Just points towards like this is a real dinger of a Ryder Cup because it's like I for my money, it's just gonna be the strongest Euro, uh, European team in, in many years. Yeah. In terms of guys who won majors and guys who contend in the States, and you know, there's not gonna be well, at least I hope there's not gonna be anyone on the European tour who the Americans are like, huh? Or the European team, sorry. Yeah, um, I think there might be a couple couple of European maybe. tour stalwarts shown in there, like maybe a horse field or a. There should be though someone Honestly, someone similar. Be. Like they've been playing well, and like I think it's very unfair to to not pick someone because they don't play on the PGA. You know what I mean? Like I I would like to see more of a more of a mix, and I understand yes, the probably the higher caliber players will be on the on the uh, PGA, but. The, the world points and the European points. In fact, there's two points lists. That obviously, if you're someone like Bert Weisberger, you don't have a PGA Tour card. You don't, you're not on that tour. So if it was just one points list, you're kind of behind the eight ball. So they brought in a European points list, and I think, like I think Paul Casey might be top of that because he's won he won a couple of times in the European Tour this year. Um, yeah, he's yeah. won over in the Middle East, hasn't he, or something? I think Qatar and he's Some, somewhere, somewhere like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's all, all ahead of us. It is all, all ahead of us. Whistling, Speaking whistling, of whistling straight this year is going to be sick. I can't wait for it. We should, if, if, boy we, course. If, if we blow up between now and then, lads, we'll have to go. Fact. Oh, Anyone so sponsoring sweet. this wants to sponsor, show us some tickets and uh, accommodation. This We're seems like a weekly, a weekly plea it's, now. It's a weekly plea. Anyone it's a listening weekly. can sponsor us. It's a weekly plea, yeah, but look, all, all it takes is just one person to go, yeah. And it does. Yeah, um, I promise I'll I promise I'll abuse Xander in person. 
Oh, my God, imagine, man. It'd be so funny. I'm not proud of Xander. I like Xander. Um, He's just a butler. Yeah, so let's yeah, not another... like Xander. So, Xander is so far out of the conversation. Let's not bring him up. Let's know, not bring him up this week. Let's park um, him for some other time. For uh, until the uh, until the uh, British Open. If we must. But yeah. So we must. obviously we do need to speak about one other thing. Last week was uh, unfortunately our will not win. Steve <laughs> picked. I think you called him Victor Sand Eye Hovland. I believe it was the uh, quote. No, um, that's wrong. What? One eye Hovland. One eye Hovland. Fair. So, yeah. Um, yeah. So we will. Uh, unfortunately, he did so end let up me, winning. Can I just put a bit of context to, to all this as well, right? Oh, yeah. Sure. Try and talk yourself out of it. Yeah. I'm Try not. And talk your way out of this. No worries. Yeah. Did honest. I? Did I say that Victor Hovland isn't going to win? Yes, I did. Right. I'm not not trying to argue with that. The the thing we've been running the last however long it's been the last few weeks has been. We're going to pick a golfer on the PGA Tour that's not going to win, right? So I picked this week Brooks Kepka. I, all, I actually almost did the, the across-the-card double of, of guys not to win. <laughs> Bro- Brooksy was three shots, but I was shitting myself there. If, if Brooksy wins this, I'm just deleting everything. Social media, not coming on any podcast again. Move to some some faraway island. But, uh, like, listen, Donny Donnie throws out Louis Eustace, and at the last minute, he, he goes... You know, classic, classic Donnie being a little bit cocky, saying, uh, "I'm going to give you two picks. Ustazen's not going to win, and uh, who's the other one? Cantley isn't going to win." Cantley. So I said, "I said, right, I'm going to. I'll just. I have my Brooks pick in the states, which which wouldn't have been an issue." And I said, "You know what? I see Victor Hovland there at the top of the list. I'll just say Victor Victor One Eye Hovland isn't going to win, and lo and behold, he, he wins and w- wins very well, and shows a lot about him that he can actually go and." dominate a field like that but uh yeah look i'll do a forfeit i think it should be a little we'll bit generous if, if Consider, you... con- considering he was a six to one favorite and uh brew didn't pick a second person and brew when he got it wrong i think mcelroy was 20 to one was he uh, and mcelroy and he some, sure some, not surely i don't surely. think i no, surely I think he was, was 14 no 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 I'll dig this. don't you worry i'll dig this i'll dig this that's fine i will go on to pick an price. odds checker right now bud and he's no way he's above 20 to 1 rory's never above 20 well, to 1 for any that, that was the point but no one no one was no one was backing him for it I, i'm pretty sure he was 20 to 1. anyway it doesn't really matter but i'm saying let's say he was let's cut the difference say he was 16 to 1 uh, my golfer I picked was six to one. So Brew had to do a, a teaspoon of cinnamon. I think that the forfeit I had to do should be balancing with the price, personally. But look, we'll leave that up to I, our, I like our dear listeners. Of, of the next time you play golf, instead of shouting four, you have to go, oh yeah. Left. After, after, <laughs> after. So instead of six, shouting four. If, if he's, no, so it's after every tee shot. Okay, we'll we, we not say every tee shot because since he was six to one, we'll say six times during your round. I like when you, that. When you take a, a drive, you have to literally go, "Oh yeah," every like out very loudly, very loudly. That's the that's the cork version of that, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, it is. Oh that yeah, bye. The... Oh yeah, bye. 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 <laughs> so, um, but yeah, you have Listen, to do it. We'll we'll put that to the top of the top of the list, and we'll see. We'll give give the listeners till Friday, see if they can come up with anything. Well, I, I'm I'm I'd be perfectly okay with you playing nine holes in a dress. I think that would be fine. To too. be fair, I I, well, I did. I, there was other suggestions from the lads of something like, yeah, you have to wear like a skirt or something along those lines, playing around. But I think that was a bit harsh, personally. Does, it, also, does anyone have one of those T Rex costumes? Because I'd like to see. Man, a T-Rex that'd be crack. 
Awesome. I, I don't fit in my dresses anymore, boys, after COVID. So that's going to that's be an issue. COVID 10 kilos. Yeah, yeah exactly. Uh, so I don't know. Wait, do you still do the drag queen Thursdays? or? Is uh, every, no, that was Wednesdays. Tequila Thursdays. But uh, yeah, so anyway, if anyone does have any suggestions for the forfeit, please get on to us on Twitter, Instagram, etc., etc. We'll give them out there near the end of the podcast like we always do. But yeah, any suggestions, welcome. And be generous, I'd say. Six to one. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. I, I, so I, I, yeah, it has to do something fair. unpleasant six times. I think that's fair. That I think if you, factor, if you factor in the price... Um, I can do, can do them, six podcasts with you. To be honest, right? Do you know what? That's actually not a bad... That's not a bad idea going forward, that if you pick someone... Um, see, yeah, like... We, it would we need can to be like it would need to be it. like because say for example if you picked Hovland who's six to one or you pick someone who's twenty to one, like you and the twenty to one one like that's kind of like the opposite to where to what it should be, right? Yeah, it should yeah, be more of a punishment for picking. Uh, I don't know. No, it anyway. should be more. It should be less of a punishment for picking the more likely. That actually, that's actually, yeah, that's actually fair because he's more likely. It's, to win. it's glory. If you pick Rory for the Irish Open a four to one, it yeah. would mean you'd have to do something four times, which is unfair because if you pick Shane Lowry, you'd have to do something twelve times. Well, a big shot. So yeah, but that means Brew would have to to have to do twenty teaspoons of cinnamon. And oh well, that was one. a bit different. That was a bit different. Oh, was it? Yeah. Yeah. That, yeah. But like, we yes, haven't we haven't really cultivated the notion of of incorporating the price input. Like yeah, but the, we hadn't incorporated two picks either. The whole idea is. You've got to try and fly as close to the sun as is possible. So basically, if, you, if you're a little bitch, and let's say this week, if your will not win, and by the way, my will not win this week is such a bitch move. But let's say I go, <laughs> let's say I go right. What's uh, new? Andy Sullivan won't win this week. He's 30 to 1. If he wins, that means I should have to do something real shit. That's what I'm yeah, saying. I'm saying if I pick Rory because he's favoured four to one, there should be way less of a... I suppose, yeah, it actually works out with that, what like Steve was saying, that if it, it's go. four times versus 20 times You should times be rewarded times. with how ballsy you're going to be. That's exactly. what I think. Mean. Pick a four to yeah. one, and, and it comes up. At least you're brave enough to, 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 to go Oh, I can't wait for, for your faces when I pick Rory there in about 20 minutes. It's going to be called it. And can I just say, I, I think last week should be null and okay. void, because Brew only picked one pick, whereas the two of us picked two, so... Yeah. Is that eleven playing field? Yeah, so I'm going to. Well, I think as a punishment, so we'll, we'll forget I think, last week. I, I, think we'll move fair, on. I think it's a fair punishment for me this week to have to pick Rory then, since he's such big favorite. No, you don't have. You don't have to do Anthony. You don't want to do, bro. If you want to pick, if you want to pick Rory again, you can do that. But there's no no <laughs> obligation. Yeah, and if you do, you're a fucking statist man because. Like we can get into it now and do our Irish Open preview, and it's cool because it's a track that I've played a heap of times. But like Rory should win this this week. Should. Really Rory should. should win every tournament like, based on. I know, but when he's like, that good, do you know what I mean? Like he's not got to worry about any of the US players. He doesn't have to worry about John Ram. I'll correct you there. He's a huge, <laughs> huge US player to worry about. He's my headline selection, but we can get into that. Yeah, what, so playing look- in Ireland. What 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 uh what I will do there quickly is we've we've done a kind of a little a little intro here for the Irish Open which uh Donny made there so we'll play that and then we'll get straight into the Irish picks Irish Open picks. Don't sue us for copyright. Yeah, no, yeah. <laughs> Who is G Mac? Uh, I don't know. Um, he's Irish. He plays a little golf. 
drinks the odd beer from time to time. He likes to hang out and uh, just kind of be himself, really. Absolutely, purely struck for the heart of the green. And roars from the crowd as Roars delivers on 16. A moment in Shane Larry's golfing life. This to become the 2009 three Irish Open champion, and he's done it. And they embrace Rory and Shane. Shane Lowry has given Ireland an Irish Open champion, and he's done it as an amateur. A word for these fans, because they've got to be worth at least a shot, haven't they? Uh, I'd say I'd say we might have a couple of points tonight and uh, see see what happens from there. So yeah, so we'll start with the Irish Open and then we can also talk about the 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 other Rocket Mortgage Classic. Yeah, I was like saying, what is the story with that name? Like? Before we move on, I just want to make it known that I picked out three of my most favourite memories from Irish Open's past. So what you heard there was Rory winning at the K Club, um. As he, it, to himself, like as he said himself, it was the one he wanted, obviously outside of majors. And he got it done with these two just outrageous five woods on Sunday um, on 16-18. Then you had the legendary win of Shane Larry in 2009 with the absolute scenes of that. Um, and the man went for many, 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 many points afterwards and fair play to him. And then I wanted to include John Ram down in the hinge because that 62 was otherworldly. Um, and yeah, again, please don't sue us for using Riverdance music because we're nice lads and we don't mean any harm. Here's a question for you. Question for you, Donnie. Would you say Shane Lowry had more points of Guinness when he won the Irish Open or, or when he won the Open? Stop. He was yeah. in the, where was he? I think he was in the bleeding horse in town for about yeah. four days after winning the Open. So he we're going to go with the British. We should, we should try and uh, one in every try get him on the show. One in every five golf fans in Ireland had a point with Shane Lowry after he won the Open. I know. Sick I wasn't, <laughs> sick I wasn't there. But oh, I, 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 I'm, I'm fucking devastated that I didn't spin in. There was one of my mates from school, David Kelly, was on. I, he went on, was in the bleeding horse one day on the beer and then fucking doubled down and went the next day. And Shane was there both days. Just buying points for everyone, I'd say. Yeah, even if he wasn't, I just yeah. wouldn't want to buy him a point. In fact. Um, fucking legend. So... Okay, so yeah, we'll we, we'll start with our with our Irish Open picks. Um, so was it Donica? You were going to talk about the the course and all that since you've played yeah, it a, a so, couple of times, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. I'm so excited for this week because, like, I know this course so well. I've played it probably at least ten times. I know Mount Juliet really well, and I'll tell you the first thing about it: you can hit it wherever you want off the tee. This is. This is a bomber's paradise this week. There's two holes where you, it demands a good tee shot. Actually, probably 18 as well. But the second is quite narrow. It's a, it's a sort of dog leg right. Um, and there's a lot of trouble left. And then the fourth is really narrow. It's this really like daunting corridor where you've got like 40 yards. And if you don't hit it in the 40 yards, you're just dead. Um, aside from that, hit it wherever you want. So this week is really, really a premium on one, bombers. And then two guys who gain strokes on approach um so they're the two big markers obviously whoever wins is going to put well 
it's very likely to score the winning score is going to be um south of 20 under par which is uh you know which is a birdie fest the par fives are really really gettable um but at the same time it's going to be fun like it's a beautiful golf course it really is it's stunning very picturesque holes the third's gorgeous 18's uh stunning there's a double dog leg par five eight which is uh if you're a shit golfer like me is a big challenge because it's over 600 yards um i think it might be 600 on the dot this week in any case um it's going to be a really good week it's probably not the strongest field we've ever seen at an irish open which is a little unfortunate because a lot of guys are waiting to come over to Aberdeen next week ahead of the Open Championship. But the market's led by Rory, um, who I've already spoken about, is, is really short at 4-1. That's followed by Lowry's at 12s. Then you got Tommy Fleetwood, Martin Keimer, and Bezadenhout at 18s. Uh, Sam Horsfield is 20s, and he's come in from, I think he was 28s when the market first went up. Um, yeah, so, I mean, in terms of picks, I've got three this week in Ireland. That's the heavy focus. And then I've got one sort of throwaway pick for the Rocket Mortgage, which I haven't really looked into terribly yeah, much. It's the exact same with me, to be honest. Yeah, so we're, we're all aboard the Irish Open this week. It's a great tournament. I really tried everything to get tickets and get down there, but I think it's restricted to maybe eight or 10,000 a day, and I just missed the boat, unfortunately. But um, if we want to go into picks, um, I'll lead out. So my top pick this week is Sam Horsfield, English guy. Um, I got him at 25s. He's into 20s now. Reason I'm picking Sam Horsfield, he was tied fourth last week. He's prolific birdie machine. Um, really, really emphatic uh, at scoring low. Not afraid to go low. He hits it a long way. Um, he's ranked fifth in strokes gains approach. Um, and I think his his only two wins so far have both been in the UK. And obviously, this is you know just a little hop across the Irish Sea. So I really feel good that if Rory doesn't win, and I by I. Actually, think Rory probably will win, but I think Sam Horsfield has the tools to uh, to beat him. So you're saying so he, he hasn't won in Europe before? Haha, <laughs> yeah, correct. Oh, yeah, very good, Steve. Like and now he's hop- he's hopping over to Europe. Did you that's, see what he did there? Oh, that's a uh, strike think, against the record. I think I actually I actually like that from Steve. Yeah, that was under the radar. Not bad. So that's Horsfield is my top pick, and then I'm now also going for two South Africans, both bombers of the golf ball. Um, one is Wilco Nienaber. So this guy's 21. He's out driving Bryson. He hits it a joke. It's so far. He hits it so far. His debut on the PGA Tour, he led the field in driving distance at over 350. And that was his average, which is just bananas. Um, so yeah, he's been playing very well. He's 55 to 1. Um, I think he, he, he does actually lose, uh, I think, half a shot on approach, which is a slight concern. Um, but I think 55 to 1 is good value. Next is Danny Van Tonder. I can't believe he's 100 to 1. Another bomber of the golf ball. Um, hits it so far. Uh, I think he'll overpower the golf course. I think 100 to 1, like, I think he should be at most 60 to 1. Um, he's kind of he's struggling to put all four rounds together this year, but he's 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 got. I think he's got a 62 on the tour this year. He's, he's, he's shot some really, really lovely rounds. Um, and again, I, I don't think Mount Juliet's going to pose him too much of an issue. Um, so he's 100 to 1. And then the final pick I have is an inside track pick based on the fact that this is very much a home game for Mark Power. So Mark Power um, was part of the Walker Cup team. He's still an amateur. I'm pretty sure he's still an amateur. Um, I don't think he's going pro yet. Uh, he might have done. 
But in any case, he he won three points at the Walker Cup, was really impressive over in the States, even though the, the European or the Great Britain and Ireland team lost eventually. But uh, he's from Kilkenny. So he's been playing Mount Juliet the whole way growing up. He knows it like the back of his hand. 300 to 1 is what he is on Paddy Power. I believe there's 500 to 1 out there. Um, someone mentioned Betway, he's on 500 to 1 in Unibet, he's 500 to 1. So for the sake of, of an extra 200 points, um, maybe have a look at, at, at a small each way bet on him um, on one of the other sites as opposed to Paddy Power. Um, I just did on Paddy Power out of convenience and laziness. But uh, 300 to 1, um, I don't know what he's been doing since the Ryder Cup. I'm sure he's still you know, been playing pretty well. Um, so yeah, they're the picks. And then I have Did one I hear? for mortgage, so we can throw it over to the lads. Did I hear that, Donny, on a, another podcast? I, I think I heard someone tip up Mark Power on a oh yeah, yeah. podcast. Yeah, well, I mean, I've got an exceptional catalogue of podcasts I listen to. Oh, is that right? <laughs> and sometimes I appear on other people's podcasts because like, I'm extremely in demand. People just... People just are all about it. They fucking love my chat. Apparently. Give the people what they want. That's yeah, it. if anybody's interested, Chasing Powers podcast, I get into it with the Irish Open. Really good guys, actually. Jamie and Craig. Um, Craig's a Scottish fella, James from Birmingham. Really good fellas. And do give them a follow on Twitter, um, as with us. Yeah, on, only buzzing with you now, Donnie. Only buzzing with it. Like, uh, listen to it myself yesterday. Good, good listen. Good, good crack being had. And Of course. Your, your little Mark Power tip. Yeah. On there, so um, and we had a little Guido Migliosi love him as well, which I, I saw that, yeah, very much enjoyed. Yeah, it's getting a bit worrying at this stage between the two of you, but we'll, we'll see, <laughs> we'll see how, it, how it all plays out. Um, right, I, I've I've three picks for for the Irish Open, and um, so I've one one massive fancy where a big, a uh, big big amount of the pot is after going, and that is our defending champion, the American John Catlin. So, John Catlin is a hundred to one to win the Irish Open this week, which is one of the most outrageous prices that I've honestly yet. Like, I think it, I think it's the most overpriced pick of the year. Um, so John Catlin, you might look at his bare form and say, miscut, miscut are his last two two events. One of those miscuts was at the the PGA Championship over in Kiowa, which fair enough, you're not going to knock a man for missing the cut there. And then he came back last week and played the BMW and missed the cut there as well. But he'd been off for a full month uh, in between tournaments. So a little bit of rust to shake off. He's coming back over to Ireland this week, uh, where, as I mentioned already, he's, he's a defending champion. In terms of off the tee, he's solid. He's nothing special. The, the big thing about him is his strokes gain on approach. He's in the top 20. And his strokes gain around the green, he's 22nd on that for the European Tour this year. The big question mark for Catlin is his uh, his potting. So if, if he shows up, if the potter works, he's going to be bang up there this week, this weekend. Um, recent form, he, he won the Austrian Open in April, uh, which was a, a 7,400-yard uh, parkland golf course, which is not too dissimilar to um, what Mount Juliet's going to be like. The weather there was brutal. It was, it was a proper scrap of, a, of an event. I think he won at 14 under or something like that. And he also won the Irish Open last year on a, a 7,000 yard parkland course. So I, I just couldn't get over the, the 100 to 1 price on him. So he's my, my big bet uh, of the week this week. Second bet is, to be honest, he's, he's someone I put a little bit too much money on because I got excited when I started reading about the kid. And I think he might surprise a lot of people this week. 
So it's a young Swedish kid called Vincent Norman is my nice. second pick. So I did a bit of reading up on this guy last night. So he's uh, played played college golf over in the States. I think he was uh, in the University of Florida or Florida State or something like that. So he's won on, on the university tour this this year as an amateur, which is, is obviously, as we know, some of the, the hotshot guys coming out of school over there is, is really competitive. So he, he got an invite to play in the Scandinavian mixed, uh, which is his home home course, our home home country of, of Sweden. Um, as an amateur, he came 12th. So not, not too dissimilar to, to Shane Lowry winning his, his Irish Open. He won a car as well. He, did anybody see his... No, he, he didn't. He didn't Albatross. win a car. Yeah, did so what happened, he turned pro after the Scandinavian Open and he then went and played the BMW Championship last week in, in Germany. He had an albatross on a, a drivable par four, hit a, a three wood, two ninety, straight into the pin. Uh, but the the BMW was for the the par three seventeenth. That was the whole after it. So oh. because he he actually got punished for hitting the, uh, yeah exactly. So he because I, I saw a picture of of him celebrating and the car like they had the they had the car behind them, but obviously he must have it must have been like just like yeah. on a different hole or whatever. Yeah exactly. And the other thing with him he averaged 320 yards off the tee between both of the events he plays so he hits it a long way uh, he's just a, a young guy coming out making his way he finished i think it was t- tied six last week um so you can get him at 125 to one this week each way so he's got a as i said a bit too much of, of the bankroll but i'm sorry the, the last point on vincent norman played the irish amateur two weeks ago in or two years ago in port marnock and finished tied ninth that week so has a little bit port of marnock Port, Port, Port Mornock? <laughs> a couple of cold beers. You've been in Canada for too long, mate. I fucking have My cap's now gone backwards, so that's yeah. that's enough. All hope is lost. We've lost him, folks. We've lost him. He's now Canadian. So my third and final pick this week is going to be the old guy who's in the form of his life, and that is Richard Bland, who is, re- again, another really surprising price at, at 80 to 1 this week. So... Richard Bland, I think we all saw him at the US Open. He stormed into a, a 36-hole lead and just slowly collapsed over the, the weekend, which I wouldn't hold it against him. He won the British Masters. He beat uh, Donny's uh, man crush, Migliazzi, in a playoff in the British Masters. And then he followed that up with a, a third-place finish right after as well. So he's just been holding his form really well. He's a really strong putter. Um, which I actually think is going to be pretty important this week. I know Donny was touching on, on driving, which, yeah, I, I get it, it. If you can bomb it, it's going to be an advantage, but I, I don't think it's a, it's a huge, um, given that the weather is going to be pretty dry and, and I think the course will be pretty firm and fast. I don't think you need to bomb it necessarily. So You don't I need get, to. It just, it'll just it'll it'll help. make your life very... It, it, it never hurts, but um, I, like Richard Bland has a, a pretty solid Irish Open record as well. So he was 14th last year, and uh, in the the 60 or 70 years that he's played it, he has plenty of top 20s, plenty of top 30s as well. So, um, I think at 80 to one, Richard Bland is absolutely worth the punt, and I would not be surprised to see him uh, bang up there come Sunday. So, just to recap, three picks are John Catlin 100 to one. Vincent Norman, 125 to 1, and Richard Bland at 80 to 1. 
yeah, nice, nice picks. Um, nice work, big value on those bad yeah, boys. Fucking so, value. That's value. A, that's the word. Steve is Mr. Value. To be fair to him, he, he you, Steve, are you the guy who started that fucking GameStop uh, pump? Are you? <laughs> no. Deep fucking value. Well, to be fair, oh, no. I I started off the uh, the the Dollarama equivalent, Mr. Value. <laughs> that's it. Um, I was gonna say if he started off that uh that that GameStop thing, he wouldn't be here. Um, yeah, he'd be, he'd be in a, either in a mansion or in jail. <laughs> yeah. All right. So to be honest, I have three picks as well for the Irish Open, and I have one pick uh, for the Rocket Mortgage. Is that what it is? Yep. Um, so to be honest, I did a bit of research into the Irish Open. Again, looked at what other tipsters, punters, and stuff were doing, and everyone seems to be all over Sam's Horfield. So that's who I also backed. I actually managed to get him at 25 to 1. I yeah, see he, I he, has, he is after shortening way down now. Um, He's now 20s. It seems, that, it seems, yeah, everyone seems to be putting their eggs in the basket. And I was aware of that picking him for the Irish. But uh, every man and his dog. It's a bit like John Ram. It's a bit like Ram's situation for the US Open. Just too many. Come on now. No, to be fair, no, but like to be fair, many indicators that says like yeah, like look, he did really well at the at the that in Germany last week. Um, you know, he was leading after first round. Yeah, he was had a a frustrating second round. Managed to kind of pull it back to finish fifth. Um, but he showed some glimpses of like good good at golf there. Um, you know, I wouldn't say that the golf courses are too dissimilar. Um, to Mount Juliet, so you know, I I do think he's he's a good pick. Um, Sorry to interrupt you, bro. Do you know what I'm gonna do? Just just because uh, because I've had a couple of cans and for a bit of crack, I'm gonna say that Sam Horsfield is gonna be my pick not to win this week. Okay, that's fair. That's fair. Uh, I lo- I love the reckless abandon of this lad. Like right, so folks, we need two forfeits then for next week. Um, so get your thinking. <laughs> yeah, so get your, get your suggestions in of what Steve should do this week. Oh, yeah. Obviously, Catelyn's going to... Poor old Steve is going to become a reincarnation of Jackass the way he's gone. Could work <laughs> out well. You never know. We need Steve, a new Steve-O. You're going to be the new Steve-O, yeah. Anyway, bro, sorry for no, the no, rude interruption. No, no, all good. Um, so yeah, so he's my first pick, um, main fancy. My second pick is actually a bit of a, bit of a different one. I went for um, Laurie Cantor. Um, so he's the English golfer. Um, showed kind of glimpses on the European tour in the in the Porsche Open there a, f- a few weeks ago. Um, has been doing that great, but um, you know I think his his driving is one of the best on tour at the moment. Um, and you know as I think as Donica said earlier. If you can have a decent drive here in Mount Julie, even if you're left or right, you're 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 gonna have a decent ap- approach out to the green. Um, so you know, at forty at forty to one, I think he's he's in with a decent shout. And then my last pick, to be perfectly honest, I had to pick an Irish person, um, but since I absolutely despise Rory and I just think Shane Lowry is a bit too short for me this week, um, I was gonna go with that power as well, but I actually decided to go with Niall Kearney. Um, at 125 to one. Do you know what? I forgot about that as well. I, I backed I him earlier in the week. I the knew team. someone was going to get asked in Oil Carney. Like, he is playing the best. He's, he's playing really well at the moment. Yeah. Like, he is. so he, top 20 last week. And I, I got him at two, 220 to or 200. I put it up on Twitter. 200 to one he was on Mansion Bet. 
and everywhere else was like 100 125 about him so it's like he's, he's even at that price he's just worth a punt just for the just yep. for the sake of it 100 percent. so um yeah those are my three picks and to be honest i'll go out right now if i'm allowed to obviously i picked him in the past but i think rory to win at four to one is as steve said earlier about uh that guy being overly valued i think rory at four to one is honestly the biggest lay i've ever seen and you can clip this up if i'm if, if oh, i'm wrong I'm next week get out of this but i think it's a joke like what makes you think that the biggest joker when it comes to the fucking irish open he goes there the crowds are after him but he doesn't give a fuck at the irish opens lads he's won one irish open so I don't really give a shit how 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 short a price he is. And again, this is going to be a great sound. Great, this will be a great clip for next week. But I don't think Rory is fucking winning it this week. In fairness, bro, I know where you're coming from in terms of the perception that he doesn't give a shit. Because I do remember vividly when it was at Royal County Down yes. and Ricky Fowler came over, and a lot like apparently him and Ricky Fowler had themselves a, a fucking damn good time um, after hours in terms of having points and having the crack. Um, to the point where I think on the Thursday he shot 79 and Ricky shot 80 and they both missed the cut and then Rory has to hang around because you, you know he's with um, he was the ambassador for it yeah. yeah 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 um, but I don't necessarily subscribe to that year aside like I think sometimes he, he puts undue pressure on himself the fact it's the Irish Open and he might do that again this year but now he has the win and when he won in the K Club, like you could see it meant a lot to him. You, you could. Time. Like, yeah. I, I think every single golfer, and it, well, caveat with not necessarily the US, because the US, apart from the US Open, they don't have like their home game. They're all PGA Tour events in the States. But all the European players really badly want to win their own Open. I, mm-hmm. And I see you see that in Spain. You see that with Keimer coming really close last week. Um, so, Ballsy pick, I'll give you that proof. Ballsy. Yeah, it really is because all eyes are on Rory and he's tuning up for a tilt at the open. And I think he'll be very much in contention with the open. I think his game's in good shape. He's he's his work with Pete Cowan is you can see it on the course that he seems to have tightened up his wedge play an awful lot. Brad Faxon's helping him with the putter. Um, and that's a that's a seriously impressive team. Um and, and the fact that he 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 stayed with Michael Bannon is his old coach from when he was you know ten the whole time. I, I I'm kind of I I'd be scared of Rory just because he, there's freshness in his team. There's and I think there's probably a freshness in in swing thoughts and swing ideas that come with that. Um, and I think he could have a really big summer. I do. Yeah. I, I think I think um, you know, I think he'll want the gold medal in Tokyo soon after the Open. Um. It's one of one of those, Donny. Is like, if he if he wins a four to one, I'm very happy for him. But I've no no regrets about not backing him because he's oh, exactly way too yeah, short. Yeah. And that that listen, not to go back at it again and dig up old graves. But that that was my thoughts on John Ram. Do you know what I mean? Eight to one, too short. Yeah. If he Which wins, is, fair fair, fair play to him. Happy for him. But I, I just yeah. don't want to back him. So yeah, yeah Jesus, I you're mean, you're going out on a limb there, bro. Yeah, look, look, I know it's probably going to be very stupid. And next week, I'm probably going to look very, very foolish. Clip that. Hopefully. I Hopefully. really don't that care because <laughs> so I really bad. don't think Rory's been playing that well. I think his putting's been off. And, 
even with all the crowds behind him and stuff, I don't think he's going to give enough of a fuck to actually win this. I think that's just my own opinion. But again, I'm probably going to be wrong and everyone's going to laugh at me next week and it's going to be a good crack. So Great crack. I'm just, glad, really I'm just very glad that you're over in Toronto, Brew, because if you were here, I'd expect you to rock up to Mount Juliet like Shooter McGavin's mate. Oh, yeah. That'd be fucking oh, yeah. He drives the Beatle. Knocks yeah. him over. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Sneak up on him with some hybrid joke. Head to the Red Lobster after. On me, Rory. <laughs> right, before we start talking about movies, I'll I'll crack on and, and we'll move over to the, the Rocket Mortgage. Um so the, the Rocket Mortgage, first Ireland 2019, Power 72 course held at Detroit City Golf Club. Actually, interesting stat about this is it's the first PJ tour event in the Detroit City limits. There you go. Um, so co- uh, tournament record is. Are you serious? Where else? Are, where else <laughs> are you going to hear these kind of facts? Where else are you going to hear these kind of facts? I refute the. I refute the allegation that that give, was an interesting fact. I enjoy it, Steve. To be honest, I enjoy. Thanks it. for it, Donny. Get, just while you're there, give me a give me a fact about the the, the rocket mortgage. Uh, exactly. So we we'll move on. Um, so the the tournament record is held by. Nate Lashley at 25 under par in, in 2019. Uh, last year, Nate Lashley went on to miss the cut. Uh, so figure that one out for, for course form. Bryson DeChambeau won it last year at 23 under par. And Matt Wolf was in second place. Two guys that absolutely bombed the ball off the tee. So that's where I'm somewhat looking at stats this week is, is people bombing it off the tee. In terms of the betting, we have Bryson as... On bet 365, 15-2 favourite. We have Paddy Reed, 14-1. Hideki Matsuyama, 18s. Webb Simpson, 18s. Joaquin Neiman at 22s. And Will Zalatoris, speaking of Happy Gilmore earlier, 25-1. to one. <laughs> um, So, yeah, I'll fire it over to you two, boys. You, you said you had one pick, so why don't you, yeah, sure, you look, crack I'll, on? I'll, I actually have three on this one because I oh, nice, okay. wasn't, wasn't lazy and did a bit of research. So, <laughs> That's um, fair enough. Oh, it's like that, is it? You're throwing stones now. No, why don't you absolutely fair because I did absolutely nothing for this, so that's why don't you crack on there? That's fair. Um, look, to be honest, um, again, didn't do the biggest a lot of research into this one, but I am gonna back uh, Joaquin Nyman. Um, Joaquin, Joaquin Nyman. Um, yeah, again, I just think he's he's he looked good. Um, this year he had a victory at uh, Old White. Um, and he didn't have a great US Open, to be honest. Did kind of bring it back near the end. I think he finished, end, but not nowhere near the top. I think he was like 30 at 29, 30. Um, but, you know, I think he's been playing quite well. Brilliant driver of the ball. Um, getting better and better with his, with his, with his putter. Um, and he is, sorry, what odds did I get him at? Uh, 28, I think he is. Yeah, 28. Yeah. He was 28. He's 28. Now 22. I think, it, so. I think I got him at 24 to one. So, right. um, yeah, that's my bet for this week. Yeah, not bad. Um, I like. I'm a big Neiman fan, actually. Um, just logging that into our little spreadsheet here. Uh, I've I've backed him uh, before, and he's placed for me this season. Um, he's a solid pick. So again, yeah, I've been a lazy bastard as well because I love the Irish Open. I'm going to watch a lot of the Irish Open this year, and I don't. Particularly give a fuck about Detroit. No offense, Detroit. Oh, what? Um, They're <laughs> very close to us here in. Well, that's in Toronto, true. So. Yeah, I, I never got down to Detroit. Have you guys been? No, I did. That's I where I had my famous story of I got I went over the border without a passport. 
That's right. Yeah. yeah. So I wasn't. How how did you do that? I didn't that, mean. That... I genuinely meant to drive to Whistler. I didn't mean to go over the bridge. And there's like a road you go up, and there's it just turns into like there's two barriers either side. Now you're driving away the opposite way to like Detroit. To Windsor, you mean Windsor, not so I, I was in Windsor driving Windsor, yeah. back towards say Toronto, but I got I I took the wrong road. Went into I was up this like one way street, and the next thing like barriers were either side of the car. And then it just made you turn right. Like there was no way of turning other. Like it was just two barriers either yeah, side. That's, that's turned up onto the bridge. And I was like, I can't stop on the bridge or I'd be fucking shot or whatever. <laughs> so yeah. I had to just go across, had no <laughs> passport. Um, you know, long story short, got taken out of the taken out of the car, strip searched, car was searched. Quick rubber rubber glove on. Yeah, no, and uh then they oh what? They kept us for three hours in there because they said that technically I was an alien couldn't prove that where I was from even though I had pictures of my passport had all my documents had my Canadian driving license etc um, and I was like well every time I go into the states I give you my fingerprint so surely that's proof of who I am and they were like no that's not that's not the, the proof we need etc et anyway so they let me out eventually but yeah so yeah if anyone from the, the US embassy is listening wants to give us some sponsorship of free free passes into the states next yeah. time that happens a few just hit, hit an, us old, up. an old free est i wouldn't go amiss like you know what i mean so <laughs> don't, yeah, don't give out the email anybody, address if anybody in the marketing team in guantanamo bay would also like to sponsor the podcast <laughs> yeah, we, can, uh, we can hand you over a prisoner we can do we, we can do a, a like a live podcast from guantanamo bay prison if you want you know for the I mean, that's going to get some that's going to get some listeners <laughs> that'll get some yeah. traction I mean, Oh, just yeah. make sure, just make sure none of that, like the water from you getting waterboarded, ends up on the mic. Because I know, <laughs> that, I know that you have a very, very expensive microphone. I'll make sure I bring an old towel. It'll be fine. <laughs> yeah, but no, that's for the waterboarding. Though. Yeah. Right. So we went a long way from golf there. Uh, we've so, gone yeah. all the way to Guantanamo Bay, which I don't think has a don't think has a golf course there. But you never know. No one yeah, knows what's going golf. on in there. Maybe crazy golf. Yeah, yeah. for insane people. Yeah. yeah. But it might, it might be, it might be. Um, actually, anyway, yeah, go on. Look, give us your give us your rocket mortgage pick. <laughs> rocket mortgage pick for fuck's yeah, listen, sake, will you? Listen, I love him. He's the man. He won for a couple of weeks ago. Garrick Higo. Uh, I I wish he was playing the Irish Open actually this week. Um, but he's over. He's over in Detroit. Wonderful Detroit, which I care about very deeply, of course. Um, and all the wonderful stats that come along with Detroit. Interesting, no, um, interesting stuff, you Donny. It's actually the, the first PGA Tour event in the Detroit city limits. Jesus Christ. <laughs> I'm working with fucking amateurs. <laughs> no, come here. Um, Gary Kegel, on a serious note, 21-year-old, puts like an absolute legend, hits it a long way, fearless. 40 to 1 is not a fantastic price considering like, what, this is his fifth PGA Tour event, fourth maybe. He's already a winner on the PGA Tour. He won the Palmetto um, just the week before the US Open. Um, and he's he's run a little bit cold since then. I think he missed the cut at the US Open and he missed the cut last week. Um, you can't contend every week. I'm not too concerned about that, given the quality of him. And from what I've read uh, and seen in previous years, this is another course that's very gettable. Um, so there's going to be lots of birdies. The fact that Higo won out in Grand Canaries when they were playing on basically the courses that your you know your your out of shape L lad plays on every summer, um, he'll probably go well. Uh, so yeah, 40 to 1. And then while I'm on the subject, I'll give you my funky bet this week. So I've got a 20 to 1 double 
Um, I'm not going for glory in doing an, uh, uh, an outright double at you know seven billion to one. But I like I like Higo and Horsefield both to post top tens. Um, so Higo in the Rocket Mortgage and Horsefield over in well here in Ireland. That's a twenty to one double. Um, so that's my funky bet. No way. That's a that's a really good price. It's not bad, yeah. Like like top ten, top twenty. Oh, top ten. Okay, no, top ten, top ten. Okay. Um, I might have a look and see actually top twenty because you you'll probably get six or sevens, um, and then just to finish off uh, with my shite talk for the week, Webb Simpson is not going to win this week. He's in terrible form. Yeah, he's um, also my uh, not to win as well. Yeah, I was going to have him as well. Funny enough, well, like, he's, eight, he's eighteen <laughs> to one. So you know. I'd have to. We'd have to do something pretty shitty eighteen times if you went ahead and win wins. But like he's be playing fair, terrible. That would, be, that would be fair funny if all of us pick him and just all of us have to do something. That would be fair. Are you? Are you are, is Steve picking him as well? No, just for the record, I'm only picking one, not to win, and that's Sam Horsfield. That's fair. There's going to be good crack in the WhatsApp this weekend. Yeah, facts. Horsfield miscut. Rory miscut. Can't wait. Um. Yeah, that's all I got. So just to recap who I'm on this week. Um, so in the Irish Open, Sam Horsfield, 25s. Wilco and Nina Burr, 55s. Danny Van, Danny Van Tonder, 100 to 1. Mark Power, 300 to 1, as a very, 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 very local lad in Kilkenny. Um, Garrick Higo to win the Rocket Mortgage. And then Higo and Horsfield, both post top 10s, either side of the pond. Um, that's a 20 to 1 double is my funky bet. Finally, Webb Simpson, um, to not enjoy his time in Detroit, and he will not win. So yeah, mine. Just to recap, mine. Mine is uh, Joaquin Nyman to win the Rocket Mortgage. Webb Simpson not to win. Uh, Sam's Horsefield at twenty-five to one. I know he's a lot shorter now. Laurie Cantor at forty to one. Niall Carney at one hundred and twenty-five to one, and Rory to shit the bed and miss the cut. <laughs> no, I'm joking. Um, yeah, no, man. But I don't think Rory's winning though. Not even close. I'm certain. I'm starting to think that you know the way. Like each podcast, like we need to have our unique selling point. Our unique selling point might actually be like terrible predictions. Yeah. <laughs> so, like, uh, what are we saying this week? Well, I mean, you, you, well, you're the lads with terrible predictions. You're the guys with forfeits have come up already. Um, so yeah, to, to to finish off the uh, the rocket mortgage in Detroit. So ignoring the fact that your forfeit can oh, the okay. rocket mortgage in Detroit. So I've also gone for Higo. Um, got him at fifty to one on, on William Hill. I nice. I thought he was way overpriced given the quality of field that we have um, this week. So he won in a similar quality field a couple of weeks ago. Bombs the ball a mile, which is, is key around here. Really good putter, which is also going to be well important anytime. I, ju- I just think he's he's the, the full game, uh, tee to green, putts. I, I would be shocked if he wasn't top top 10 to go along with your funky bet, Donnie. Uh, nice. second, second bet is Doc Redman, again, a 50 to 1. That shows. Really good course form, second 2019, uh, tied 20th last year. And he was actually second behind Garrick Higo uh, a couple of weeks ago at the, the Palmetto. So I'd be more than happy with a Higo first, Redmond second finish once again. And uh, like he has a game, he's playing reasonably well. He's, he's not a flashy golfer, but uh, 50 to 1 will give him a punt. And my outsider. Doc Redmond, 
when you hear the name Doc Redman, you think of a certain kind of, there's an inevitable stereotype that comes with, you know, like a <laughs> kind of, you know, <laughs> he's actually, he's a pretty cool looking fucker. Like he's, he's got, you know, he's got the shades on. He's, he's actually in, in good nick. Like I think of Doc Redman and I straight away think of um, like a Boo Weekly kind of fella. Yeah. And he's not like that at all. That's actually not a bad cheerio. Yeah. Yeah. No, hundred percent. So hopefully, hopefully, um, Doc Redman and, and Higo will, will do it again. But last last pick is Cameron Champ, big outsider. Uh, so he like drives the ball a mile. So as I said at the the kind of preview of the Rocket Mortgage, so the last first and second last year was Bryson, 23 under, and, and Wolf was second. Both of those are in, are in the top 10 of driving distance. And Cameron Champ separates them bang in the middle. So I think he's fifth, sixth. So he was tied 12 at the course last year, drives the ball a mile. The problem with him is that he just can't pot at all. So one of my my buddies that I work with who maybe will try and get on the, the podcast at some point, uh, he said that he leads the tour in uh, three potting for the season, um, or he's in he's in the bottom five of, of three potting. So basically he's, he's very, very prone to a three pot. So that's obviously a concern, but if you can figure the putter out, tied 12 last year would probably suggest that he knows a little bit about the greens. So I'm hoping at 150 to 1 that he can try and get things together and, and at least maybe get us a place. And who knows, maybe go on to, to beat Higo and Redmond uh, for first and second. And I actually, very lastly, my funky bet, I picked out when I saw the Rocket Mortgage was coming, I picked out Seamus Power was going to win the Rocket Mortgage. Uh, but Seamus Power wasn't in the field at that point in time. There was a couple of dropouts, so Charlie Hoffman and uh, Luke List both dropped out, and Seamus Power just snuck in today as an alternate. So my, my funky bet is going to be Seamus Power to win 80-1. to 1. Nice, nice. I like that. That's just another pick, you fuck. Well, it's a funky bet. You know what no, I mean? no, so no, no, no. Hey, <laughs> a, fun- a funky bet can be whatever you want. So it's, Steve, it's a win only. It's a, it's a win only, Donny. It's a win only. So oh, okay. All right. to, to recap is uh, Irish Open, John Catlin, 100 to 1. Vincent Norman, remember the name, 125 to 1. And Dickie Bland at 80 to 1. <laughs> Dickie Bland. <laughs> and then shooting over to the Rocket Mortgage, uh, which is held uh, in, in Detroit. <laughs> Donny, don't forget. Uh, we have Garrick Higo, main pick, 50 to 1. Doc Redman, 50 to 1. And Cameron Champ at 150 to 1. And then the funky bet is Seamus Power to win, win only at 80 to 1. And my nice. not to win is Sam Horsfield. Nice. Okay. That's solid, solid picks. Hopefully, now we can continue our decent run. I feel, I feel like you're just, uh, you're just, you just want to start a fight with me, Steve. Me oh, talking yeah? Sam Horsfield and you saying he's not going to win. Well, maybe payback for you chatting shite about Shoffley for the last six months. <laughs> We've been six wrong months. yet. We've been wrong yet. Year. Minimum. <laughs> At least, yeah. Yeah, all right, fair. Um, Love you, Xander. Will it agree to disagree, Donny? That's okay. So, yeah, so um, don't okay, if you just want to finish off by just giving everyone our socials and then, again, anyone who has any forfeit ideas, who just wants to tweet us, Instagram us, if anyone has any interest in coming on the podcast, you know, don't be. I mean, you don't can do it. You're pretty yeah, much don't be scared it. to like give us an old message, and we can, we can sauce. Yeah, listen, I'm, I'm, 
I know that we're we're having a lot of fun in talking fun with other golfers and, and chatting shit on Twitter. So our Twitter is uh, is Finders Fairway, um, and we really would appreciate a follow because we are we, we're we're just enjoying ourselves with it, and uh, we we put up some pertinent stats throughout the week, and if we come across anything funny, um, you'll definitely see us have a bit of a laugh. And then we're also on Instagram at Finders uh, Fairway Finders, um, as it should be. Uh, and yeah we'd really appreciate a follow like as i said we're just doing this for a bit of crack um if you want to get involved we would absolutely love to hear from you because we also have an email address which is fairwayfinderspod at gmail.com um we'd massively appreciate any shouts for forfeits like um i would especially because i've got no dog in this fight because i i don't i don't accidentally pick winners not yet i do it on purpose oh so uh yeah please do give us a follow uh, and actually we haven't said this before but if you do enjoy the podcast and you're sort of enjoying the crack that we're having please please give us a review and um, wherever you listen to your podcast so five stars will be immensely immensely helpful um yeah. and we'll give you a shout out and hopefully we'll give you we'll give you some winners like we've been good so far this year and even though bubba really really fucked us over this week um, we live to fight for another day and yep. uh, we'll go again. Absolutely. That's it. Um, but yeah, look, lads, enjoy the, uh, enjoy the golf this that weekend. I'm sure we'll be chatting shite in our WhatsApp group. And, uh, oh, we everyone, will. And everyone here listening, hope the uh, tournaments go as well. Hope the bets come in and uh, sure, enjoy your uh, weekend and we'll be back for next yeah, week. Just before we go, um, does anyone have any uh, documentary recommendations for Detroit? I'll link, I'll link plenty on to I've, I've, Oh, oh fantastic. Yeah. Oh, my weekend is saved. How are you? I do. All right. All right. Go on, lads. All the best, boys. Good luck. Just take a moment to admire the fact I just hit a fairway. There's, there's only two things that can happen. You can hit a good shot or a bad shot. So why waste time doing it? And where I would go, I, wherever I set course records or whatever, I would be barefooted, drunk playing golf, making every 20-footer I looked at. Right at it. Right at it! Oh! He's He's done it again! This is the dumbest hole I've ever played in my life. Come on then, Shane. Knock it close. Shane Lowry is the Open champion.